It's a daily talk show episode 509 And we're in Los Angeles And we got our buddy Matt Diavella back on the show So happy to be back here Why do some people say Los Angeles? Um, if you're Australian, you might say Los Angeles Is that an Australian Los Angeles What did I say? I think it's a Los You said Los Angeles is yeah, it? that's an Australian thing. Okay, yeah. so it's Los Angeles. Los, yeah. Los Angeles. Well, <laughs> thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. well, thanks for being here. Mate. I think you're having me. Well, <laughs> Bit technically, of a way. I mean, there's a lot of people from your page now on our live feed. Mm. We're, we're climbing. Yeah, and um, welcome Brad, your social media manager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brad. I've got a whole network of people who help me build my whole brand, <laughs> and everybody's name is Brett Brad. Um, I've stuffed up twice today. I, I watched you get a large coffee. Mm-hmm. And so I got a large coffee. Yeah. And the only problem was you didn't you didn't drink it all. I smashed it within five minutes. Mm. Yeah. And then I was buzzing. And then you offered to make a coffee. And I've now had a strong one. You go through the coffee quick. Do I like I? to pace it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think maybe I actually just drink coffee slower. Yeah. And I don't mind if it gets cold. Mm. So I'll kind of sip on coffee from literally the morning until like 2 p.m. And it the, was the, one like, <laughs> the one coffee. The one coffee. So it's cold. So, so it gets it's fine though. But like, uh, yeah, cold brew is a thing. Uh-huh. What yeah. about just room temp brew? There's something, <laughs> it feels like there's something different between those two things. You think room temp or like the, the transition, mm. it's because it has made a change. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's something gross about that. I mean, are you a cold pizza eating guy? Yes. Do you eat cold pizza? Love cold pizza. Okay. More than hot pizza? I will tell you though, if pizza goes from hot to room temperature, not as enjoyable. Yeah. No, that's mm. true. Do you do um, Uber Eats or Postmates or any of those sort of things? Uh, Not really. We used to do it a lot more in New York. Mm -hmm. Used to do it a lot more when we lived in West Hollywood. But lately, not as much. We we do like the boxes. Like we'll get like a box of food and then we like cook it ourselves Mm -hmm. at home. Uh I don't, I don't feel like I hope I'm not revealing any secrets but I was surprised today (laughs) you ate a burger with us, ate some, uh, ate a donut. You're breaking your diet for us? Is that you're, what you're doing? You're ruining my brand image. <laughs> is what you're doing right now. I made you sign an NDA for a reason. <laughs> no, I, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty lax with my diet, especially when I'm hanging out with friends mm-hmm. when we go out to eat. Um, is that just us? <laughs> just you guys, yeah. Just really let loose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, these guys clearly don't care about their health. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I usually, like if we're, I'm going out to eat for lunch or dinner, mm-hmm. I don't eat out a lot. Mm. Uh, most of the time, I would say 80% of my diet, it's pretty consistent consistent i eat from home 80 percent of the time mm. so it's pretty healthy but then if i'm going out to eat like two to three times a mm. week i will let myself go completely <laughs> so yeah last time we had you i think it was officially on the show what hundreds and hundreds of episodes ago mm. yeah it's been a while and what i like to always see the pillar of where we've got you at your subscriber count because when we first met you it was a couple of hundred thousand we had you well, back when I on when first met you you had fucking no one that's true and then you had that was a thousand. I met you a month before mm-hmm. I started my YouTube channel oh, you didn't even podcast. have one then. Yeah. I didn't have one I think I actually made a video while I was in Sydney mm-hmm. that I actually uploaded you could see it's probably one of the third or fourth videos on my channel and that was like I probably recorded that around the time that I met you have you made any private any of your videos that you had made that are too cringe I haven't made any videos private. 
like I've thought about going back and deleting some that are like mm-hmm. that are just not helpful at all because mm-hmm. like there's for my channel there's a lot of excerpts mm-hmm. but like I I would just say if it was cringy like I find mm-hmm. them mostly to be cringy early on mm-hmm. I find stuff to be cringy even looking back like two years ago or even a year ago mm-hmm. uh, but I generally you're not, like you're to, not talking about our episode that we did on <clears> the, <throat> no 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 okay. of course not yeah what makes you cringe well like the, the previous stuff are there certain things that you like I think in the beginning, I thought that I could just like riff and just freestyle and just be like, I got this. Like, you know, like I'm super, I'm wicked smart. <laughs> and then I turn the camera on, not even having an idea of the topic I was going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> That's just a plan for failure for me, at least. Yeah. I, there's some people that can do that and they're I mean, really good at it. This is describing our show. <laughs> yeah. And so but the diff- riffing is different than mm-hmm. one person talking oh, yeah, to the camera. And so the, the biggest change, other than the millions of subscribers, you write every video yeah so you so you, do you riff at all are any yeah. of the stuff we're watching you ad-libbing yeah i riff quite a bit but i would say like there is a solid structure uh and i, I like basically how i mm. i write in my own voice mm. so like everything that i'm writing i'm kind of imagining as i would say and then i'll kind of split it up between uh, i think this will probably be b-roll mm. this is something i might say on camera um but then i leave room there to improvise in the moment and be like okay i want to talk about this mm. like that's how you get a cohesive story structure um that i didn't have before mm. and i think that probably led most to my success is just being really thoughtful and kind of mm. thinking visually how do I want to put this thing together? Uh, you told us today, and we we're talking about uh, you, you. We were making a video, and you were talking about a compliment you got about your style. Tell us, tell us, remember about the slow, the yeah, Jesse Driftwood. Uh, he's a great YouTuber, and I just watched. I was watching one of his videos, and then he happened to mention me, which was super weird, and like, like it just caught me off. Guard Where were you when you were watching it? You just on the toilet. Really? No, no, I wasn't. <laughs> no, I could imagine no, no, no. that happening. No, I was actually just right here okay. in my office, so and I, I just happened to. Intimate. It no, it wasn't. Were, but yeah. it is like just like it, it is kind of like is somebody watching me right now. <laughs> like it was a super weird experience to kind of see that, and uh, but he basically was talking about how a lot of my shots are just steady like Mm -hmm. it's just on a tripod completely still no movement at all and he said that he just really liked that about my style and the truth is like one I do I tend to like that I like Mm -hmm. still shots but a major reason why that came to be was because I shoot and film all my videos by myself Mm -hmm. I actually don't have a team (laughs) that that does all this stuff and makes all my videos so I needed to um, you know like I can't obviously move the camera while I'm in the shot and in the frame and I think a lot of times people might see my style of video and think that like it was intentionally done. A lot of times it's done because of the constraints that I had. Mm. We are driving through the streets on the way here and I, th- and I just had this vision of you because there's some walking shots, which I'm sure you've done by yourself. And I, and I just had this vision of you setting up a camera and then walking back and forth and back and forth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the, it looks amazing, but I just always un- understand the realities of it. But in terms of the style, yeah. so someone's, ident- Jesse's going, oh, I love that style. A lot in the early days of anyone's filmmaking career, you're encouraged to find your style. Mm. What do you think that means now that someone has identified you having a style? What's your sort of take on style? Yeah, and like it's interesting because like I think that 
I don't, I didn't really think about creating a style originally. I didn't know that I was developing something that was uniquely mine. Mm. I kind of like, so there are a lot of, a lot of different ways in which my style was created. Like one, like the static steady shots is just because I didn't have anybody to Mm. move the camera. Um, also like the addition of a lot of voiceover is because I, I, I'm not amazing on camera. Like people might think I'm good on camera, but that's just because they're seeing the best cuts. <laughs> like, so do you do you uh, take a script, try and do as much as you can as a talking head, and then clean it up with VO? Uh, I no, it's generally kind of plan pre-planned okay, ahead of sure. time, and I know what the 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 audio is going to be. Mm-hmm. It depends what kind of video it is. If it's a 30 day challenge, it's oftentimes me going throughout that 30 days, filming different mm-hmm. moments and different challenges that I have throughout it. Um, you know, I always have a camera close by so I can pick mm-hmm. it up and be like, you know, I just had a really tough time with this intermittent fasting. It was, uh, you know, I just had a really shitty day and blah, blah, blah. I can go on from that. But then, you know, otherwise, and I'll sh- kind of take a couple days in that month to shoot a ton of B-roll, like mm-hmm. really cinematic, beautiful stuff. And then write a lot about my experience, what I'm going through, how it's going. And then I'll start to figure out and put together that story of like, You know, oftentimes if it's a topic like intermittent fasting, Mm -hmm. I want to delve into the science and the history of intermittent fasting, what it is, why people find it interesting, find certain clips to help Mm complement that. Uh, And the story kind of starts to evolve from there. It evolves from the research. It evolves from my own experience. uh, And then, but I would say like, hands down, one of the biggest skills that I've learned that has helped me the most is definitely writing and Mm -hmm. planning. And I think that's one thing that people just underestimate they don't put time Mm. into i didn't put time into originally but then when i started to realize uh like i just want to make the best video possible and a lot of times it takes planning did you think you were a good writer did you have any preconceived ideas of what your skill level was i think i've always been pretty decent i once had a creative writing teacher in college like (laughs) this was kind of creepy but like i I submitted what i thought was a really good piece of of, uh, writing and then he wrote on the top he said matt this was fabulous meet me after uh, class for a special project special project was in quotes (laughs) and this guy was kind of like an older man (laughs) like i don't know like i got i got uh, interesting vibes from him (laughs) so i did not i did not special project i didn't i didn't i I, don't know i got skittish (laughs) yeah i I was seeing somebody at the time so (laughs) um on the on the writing thing are you um are you spending like are you taking your morning pages or something and using that or is it this is specifically writing for a video and um i write for a video i sit down and write for a specific Mm -hmm. video and i think that comes from like doing one 10 minute video every week Mm -hmm. and i think my particular style and this could be from like how i enjoy consuming content but i generally there's a lot of movement a lot of different Mm -hmm. shots there's a lot of lot like very rarely will i be on camera for more than 30 seconds Uh and that requires like lots of b-roll to be shot like really thoughtful planned out like it doesn't happen by accident um so what's a rule if if you were to create a list of rules the matt davella uh filmmaking rules what would they be specifically on your style? Okay. Uh, specifically on my style. I think rule number one, don't be lazy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that most filmmakers can mm. relate to. It's, what's what's something to be lazy? How would that translate? Like if you, ah, I got enough shots. Uh, I got, I, I, you know what I mean? Like mm. where you might just grab a couple shots, two to three clips or four clips of mm-hmm. B-roll. But if you're not being lazy, you're taking your time to set up like 
20 shots, 30 yeah. shots, uh, and be really thoughtful with each of them. Make sure the exposure is right. You could do it quick. You can do it hastily, or you can take your time with it. Is and it like, harder with guests? Like, I guess if you're using other talent, the idea of being like, hey, can you walk that same street again? People are fine with it. That's one thing I think that a lot of people don't realize about filmmaking in general is that you do have... Like, especially when you're shooting a documentary, like when I shot Minimalism, I wasn't just running, I, I wouldn't like run really fast, set up the camera, hope that the framing was right, and then like have them just happen to walk by the frame yeah. in a perfect way. Like you just be like, all right guys, just wait right there, hold mm-hmm. on, I set up the camera, rolling, okay, go ahead, walk. Like they were actually walking and going somewhere, mm-hmm. but I told them to stop and wait. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's partly the nature of being an independent filmmaker, mm-hmm. being somebody by yourself, like you have to kind of... If you want the good shots and you want it to look really good, then I don't think that there's anything unrealistic. So don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. Plan ahead. Plan ahead. So we're basically taking your course. We're going to wrap this up. Yeah. (laughs) This will be uh, welcome to the uh, masterclass. Yeah. So say that one again. So don't be lazy. Uh, Plan ahead. Plan ahead. So like, so we did, uh, we're we're doing a video for my channel Mm -hmm. and we did an interview today. And what I did was, I didn't totally know where the video was going to go, but I had an idea. So I just started writing and kind of fleshing out an, an idea of where this thing could go. And then... It's on the cutting room floor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So no guarantees, yeah. guys. You had a big lighter and halfway through. <laughs> yeah. I just... Yeah, I threw my computer in the garbage. Uh, but then, like, I planned out 10, 15 questions for mm-hmm. the interview we'd have. I also thought of, like, some kind of clever ways to and I can only do this when like it's people that I know and I'm friends with it's much harder to bring strangers in like you can Mm -hmm. do it but Mm -hmm. to have them do bits and sketches like you guys know that we just filmed a couple little bits that are supposed to be punches Mm -hmm. of humor Mm -hmm. uh, where it kind of breaks the third wall you guys did great you did really good Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. I know you don't do a lot of acting but I was pretty impressed to make us look good Mm -hmm. yeah that was your yeah 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 so it was like yeah the whole idea was like I'm talking shit on them from the voiceover and then they're on camera and they hear me talk shit on them I love when Nat because you get Nat doing a few of those things and they're always great yeah Yes, Nat is like, like, and that's what's fun about like having her around. That's the only thing that's fun about having her around. <laughs> An actor on call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, if my videos were always just by myself, it'd be uh-huh. a little bit boring. But yeah. it's like, she's legitimately, all she does is like sketches usually. Yeah. And a lot of times it happens in the moment. She's an Aussie that moves to LA not to become an actor, but then <laughs> yeah, acts in her, videos yeah. with lots of people. Her friends watching. make fun of her too. They're like, oh man, like you must love this. Because they think that she's like all about center of attention. Yeah. And she hates it. <laughs> Dude, just, I'm telling you, like I got to plan three weeks ahead of time. It's a, it's a nightmare getting Natalie. She wants scripts two weeks out. So, yeah. so, so planning ahead. What's another one? Uh, so yeah, don't be lazy. Planning ahead, um, overshoot. Mm-hmm. I think that goes along with yeah. don't be lazy, but definitely, and it's like not what you would think a minimalist would say. But I always, and I, this might be a better one, think like an editor. Mm-hmm. So if That's you've great. if you've never. Uh, done all aspects of it if you haven't done the filming and the editing and like maybe even the writing and the planning you don't know 
it's it's easy to get very frustrated and it's easy to not get everything you absolutely need. Mm. So being doing everything myself all these years, the only person I could get mad at when I was editing was myself. Mm. I'm like, I did not hold that shot. I was <laughs> zooming in and out and moving and I didn't have a damn moment to pause. And that's like, I think the biggest mistake that filmmakers make early on is just not holding their shots, not um, thinking through their shots enough, not getting enough mm. variety. Mm. Because especially if you're making a 10 minute video, you need tons of variety to make a video and a film and interesting. How do, how do you add variety? Um, just different angles. I, I more so think of variety now in my videos from video to video. And outfits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. They're actually yeah. different t-shirts. You just Wardrobe <laughs> changes. Yeah, definitely. That's, they are. They are very different. Um, but yeah, like you know, I, I do think through like how my videos are paced. Does this video start out on camera? Does the next video start out with nothing but B-roll? Mm -hmm. Is the music similar? Does it fit the tone? Um, and I try to make some variety even between videos, but I think just getting a ton of different unique angles. Mm -hmm. Creativity, I think, is looking at the same problem in a different way, trying to, like you could look at some of the best videos or the biggest videos I've done, I should say, like A Day in the Life of a Minimalist or even any idea talking about minim minimalism. Mm -hmm. These are ideas that have been done ad nauseum. Mm -hmm. Everybody's talked about it, but I'm like, can I do it in a slightly different way? And uh, a day in the life of a minimalist started out with like a parody. So it was mm -hmm. me making fun of like the, the stereotypical minimalist that doesn't have anything mm -hmm. in his apartment at all. And it's like super pretentious. And that was a way for me to kind of flip the script and, and be creative with it versus mm -hmm. just telling the story straight in a straightforward I loved, way. Uh, Ryan uh, Nicodemus did, <laughs> did one and I didn't realize, it took me longer to realize that it was a joke. He never <laughs> broke character the whole time. <laughs> the entire time. He's a good actor. <laughs> yeah, no, great. I was like, you're going to have a lot of people that are going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, time constraints? Uh, time constraints are great. Yeah, I, I think that constraints and even like setting, imposing deadlines on mm -hmm. yourself, especially if you're an independent filmmaker, is mm -hmm. super important. Um, yeah, I think that for me, the constraint of every week, mm -hmm. it definitely makes me bust my ass mm -hmm. to, to keep going and keep releasing and not to kind of get too sentimental with each project. Have you worked out how many hours it takes to make a great video? Is there, have you worked out sort of a sweet spot if I spend mm -hmm. 15 hours? I just started kind of tracking my hours in my day and seeing how long it takes me to make each video. There's definitely not a sweet spot because some videos I can shoot and edit pretty quick, like within a couple mm. days, and some might take like a full week to edit. Does time equate to quality? So if you are spending a lot more time on it. What's interesting about that is... Uh, to a certain degree, I think, yes. I think that there needs to be, like, if you're only spending two hours on your video, mm -hmm. there's only so good that it could possibly be, uh, especially if it's 10 minutes. I mean, like, maybe you could make an interesting 30-second video in mm -hmm. two hours, mm -hmm. but still, I think it takes quite a bit of time. Then I think you have the diminishing returns after maybe... 40 hours uh depending on how long the, the video is in yeah. terms of like film like i might spend 16 hours or like 12 to 16 hours shooting a video and then two days editing like one day doing the main bulk edit the second day mm. touching up and then polishing and finishing it all it, up it feels like you don't uh, rush like what i liked about the experience today was we got a bunch done but it seemed like you were taking your time and setting things up properly mm. is that a filter that you're constantly sort of using how so like the well i just the think like down. the the um the setting up the gear there isn't the sort of frantic nature that i that could come for doing that type of shoot running back and forth 
Is that something that's been learned or something that's even deliberate? Yeah, I think having been a filmmaker for, you know, 10 to 12 years, mm. it's like you're just so confident yeah. in your abilities to mm. deliver that uh, I, I don't get too stressed or nervous. I mean, like, say today, right? Uh, you guys helped me set up, but like, still, we have to. That was s- bullshit, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you, so you know, much. I love it. Well, we were talking about how hard it would be. Like back in the day when you were doing that on your own. Right. That's fucking intense. And like I still do Mm. it sometimes by myself, right? Where you're setting up three cameras. You have to set up main audio, backup audio. You have to set up the light. You have to then monitor the audio, monitor three cameras Mm. and conduct the interview all at the same time. Like with say you had Ryan Holiday here. Are you having help at that point? That time, that shoot I did. Yeah. Uh, my friend Conrad came and helped out for that shoot, which is great. I mean, he, it kind of takes a bit of a weight off your mind because mm. then you don't have to worry about, like, is that audio coming through? Because mm. obviously if you're not doing a podcast, you don't have headphones on, you can't tell. Uh, and But like for many, many of the videos in the past, it's been just me setting it up. It takes a lot more tweaking. Uh-huh. It takes a, like a lot of patience. I think mm. add that to the list. Like yeah, patience yeah. Mm. is so important because uh, I I mean I love filmmaking and I love being a part of the process. I love like going on a vacation and like shooting travel videos for fun. Like Natalie, no patience for yeah. it. And also like if I'm like going out with her, then I feel bad and I'm like, well, she just wants to go on a hike and yeah. I'm stopping every five minutes to shoot video. <laughs> and I'm like, you have to have that patience to be able to get an amazing shot and to like, you know, know that it's going to, I mean, I could be out shooting all day. I think mm. loving it is super important too. Yeah, absolutely. Like, is, I, is there anything from, I think I asked you this last time mm-hmm. at 500,000 subs, now you're at two million something mm-hmm. uh how many two point i think it's uh actually yeah i just checked it's uh two million sixty thousand yeah that's bloody yeah. amazing is there anything that, <laughs> I thought that was the question also i we had agreed that you guys would mention that right when we started the podcast <laughs> exactly. i'm so sorry i'm a little bit upset about that <laughs> no um he made me hang up the new two million <laughs> mark on the wall yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was hard he's work. actually got a whiteboard marker and he just updates it with the <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, 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 yeah. alexa how many subs have i got um, <laughs> what's has anything changed from 500 to 2 million yeah yeah, one million is when you finally find happiness. Is and, it? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. No, like I said then, and uh, as I've always said, and maybe this is a product of me mm-hmm. having gone through this being a little bit older, but mm-hmm. I think like there are a lot of people that would be mature about it when they were younger. Uh, there's no feeling of having that. Mm. There's maybe a feeling, uh, like when you look at somebody who has a big following, you, you almost like you project this sense of feeling. Mm-hmm. You're like, this is probably how they feel. Somebody who has a million dollars, somebody who has a really yeah. nice house They're or secure, car. They don't have to worry about anything. Mm. Yeah. You make a whole lot of assumptions mm. about that person. Yeah. And th- that's absolutely not true. Like it's literally just a number on a screen. Mm. It does like, obviously there's more that to it there's more to the mm-hmm. story like having a large audience uh, allows me to make videos and it allows me to do mm-hmm. some really cool things but it's it, it it's not that important the, the number is not important mm-hmm. to me at all like for me personally i just want to be able to make films and do that full time and whether it's 50,000 or 100,000 mm-hmm. like i can tell you i would certainly be content if i had 50,000 subscribers right now what is there an illusion in terms of making money like I, I could imagine a bunch of creators are thinking i can't do x film until i start making money doing the thing i'm doing 
Well, I have this rule <laughs> uh, called the three-year rule. Well, like we, we, we were talking about this today, and this is mm-hmm. kind of largely what our video is going to be about, is looking at the long term mm. and not uh, getting so caught up in the short-term feedback. So like, don't get caught up with like, oh, I mean, first of all, like you have to pay your bills. You have to like have a way to make money. Uh, I think if you were going to jump into doing YouTube, you should at the very least have some runway mm. to play with yeah. or else you're mm. probably mm. going to fail. I like to take risks, but I want the risks to be super calculated. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, like I, for me, I wasn't personally worried about making money right away because I had some runway. I knew I had time to explore and I knew it would take a really long mm. time. So I was like, I'm going to dedicate myself to this thing for two years and then if it doesn't work by then i'm not going to quit but i i will at that moment step back and say hey is this really working mm-hmm. uh talk with natalie see if like she's okay with me doing it for longer and mm-hmm. seeing um if there's a, even a glimmer of hope right mm-hmm. like if you do something for two to two to three years you should see some progress oh, it's a solid crack if you haven't seen some progress if yeah. you haven't seen like your skills improve significantly mm-hmm. some opportunities come your way uh maybe like a few subscribers whatever it is then maybe it's you're in the wrong in field <laughs> yeah, some metric has to change yeah did it feel yeah. fast or slow the progress that you've experienced when it wasn't growing for the first you know, I forget. I really got to double check how long it was. Yeah, but so I think it was like a year. And, um, <laughs> so it's at, so yeah, yeah there's an actual chart yeah. that yeah, shows yeah, my yeah, progress. Yeah. So you were. So when I first met you, you were still in Brooklyn. I think at the the time, yep. you you must have you were you even started the podcast there. You had a setup, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I had a podcast set up there. I think the first twenty episodes were done in Brooklyn. And when and you then, started that, were you planning? to go to los angeles um no no that that happened and then we had like maybe a month where i mean we made the decision very flippantly mm-hmm. uh do you nat, remember that specific time yeah because nat said uh she said i was like should we move to new jersey like maybe we should just get like settle down and find a nice house in jersey and she said i didn't move halfway around the world to live in new jersey <laughs> <laughs> classic Aussie. yeah i hope my mom doesn't watch this <laughs> uh so she didn't want to live in new jersey which is fine and um obviously it gets super cold in the winters mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and uh then we just started talking about la my sister lives in la i've got uh, so what were you other seeking like, sydney so you were seeking yeah, change exactly. you were seeking change at the time why why was that why did you want to leave new york um it was more so like for our future mm-hmm. we were talking about we were we got what we wanted out of New York and we were ready to move. We were both there. I mean, I was there for about five plus years. Mm-hmm. She was there for like maybe two or three years. And we just were looking to settle down and mm-hmm. find a new place to, to call home and to potentially settle down with for the long term. And L.A. is in between Sydney and New York. So, so. does New York, does it force you to, to only think short term? Like are there people in New York who are creators that are thinking... 10 years ahead or is that harder to do um 10 years ahead is tough <laughs> i think you guys are unique yeah. in the, the the thinking that long term because so much can change along that time is it could all be dead is a compliment or no, no just unique. stupidity stupidity yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, so did you find moving from new york to los angeles what was the mind shift that happened when you when you moved um i would say not a whole lot i mean 
it was it was nice being in LA. I mean, I, we certainly like the change of weather, uh-huh. but I think in terms of my mindset and what I was doing as a creator, uh, nothing really changed all that much. I was still kind of dedicated to to kind of executing on my long-term vision mm-hmm. um, if we look at your um, graph of your subscribers <laughs> it, it yeah. is not real but if yeah. you could imagine it going up what's your mental health graph look like in ter- in reflection of or maybe in response to the growth of your channel yeah i would say well even like one thing that we had gotten started on talking about was that like even leading up to the moment where i like i finally started to grow and like finally it was like probably a year and three months which was like um, amazing, but during that time, just so much doubt. Yeah. Like you have a year and a half, a year and a half, or a year and three months, where just nobody is paying attention to what you're making. Mm-hmm. And I like remember talking to my sister, and it may sound kind of like uh, like ego driven, but it's it's not. It's like I was confident. I was like I'm making like I'm really good stuff, and I'm like pretty sure this this is like valuable content mm-hmm. and it's like very high quality, especially like the podcast stuff. I Did was you like, sound more angry when you were saying <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. At that point I was actually throwing yeah, dishes yeah. across the room. <laughs> and, uh, but I was like, I, I feel like I'm making really, really great stuff. And it's just so frustrating that like nothing is working. And I've been doing this for mm-hmm. like a year and three months and I'm not seeing any kind of growth. Mm-hmm two weeks later is like when I had my first video, just like take off. What did your sister say when you were talk, you know, talking she, about, she laughed and she was like, she was like, Oh, all right. Like she was like, kind of as if, I mean, she, she understood where uh-huh. I was coming from, but she made a joke about me, like having a huge ego <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I think it like, it, it is interesting because even when you're close to getting to what you want, it feels like that's the moment where stuff gets even the hardest. It even feels mm-hmm. like, the week before our 500th episode, it's those like walks home where you're like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> right. Which is, it yeah. seems like the craziest thing. It feels like it's the moment of celebration, but it feels like the milestones can also force this reflection, mm. which could go either way. Kind of like too, like you hear about people who get lost in the woods and then they end up giving up when they're like right at the <laughs> edge of the forest where there's like a city. I don't, I don't right don't do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, they need a mushroom. And it's like, yeah, it's yeah. like you like you gave up because you didn't know that if you just went an extra 50 yards yeah, mm-hmm. or what 10 meters there was an in and out (laughs) there was an in and out right there does it feel like you've got too far in is there a point of getting too far in where you can't get out or you just you may as well keep going I think you might as well keep, uh, you know, it's, this is the whole idea of like the mm. dip, right? Mm-hmm. Where you have to know, there's no guarantee and there's no guarantee that anybody would make it. And I think like if I personally, like I could only go for so long, not making money, making YouTube videos mm-hmm. before Natalie's like, Hey, you know, mm. we got, we got to get, how long was that? Uh, I don't know. She told me, she like confided in me that because I, I always talk about, I'm like, she's the one that convinced me early on. She's like, uh-huh. you got, like, just do it. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm really nervous. I should start a podcast. I want to, but I was just nervous about what people would say. Mm-hmm. She's like, you just got to do it. Just yeah. get started. What do you think they were going to say? And then, I mean, what people were going to say? Yeah. Ah, you just, I don't know. You just have a whole yeah. lot of doubt. I think you're mostly thinking of, like, your close friend circles. And they're like, ah, you see, Matt's trying to make a fucking podcast. Yeah. What a loser. Right? And, like, because you're... Because you think you're faking it, right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. like because I think in the beginning you are. You've mm-hmm. never done a podcast. Yeah. You've never made a YouTube so you video. Bought a new mic, so like I bought a bunch of new mics and then uh, yeah, I tried to fake mic, it. Mic, bro. Yeah, <laughs> but then Nat, yeah, Nat was like, 
she said that she's like you cool know, just, just go ahead no she said go ahead just yeah. do it right yeah. just get started and then uh i didn't know but she would go into work every day and be like i have no idea what he's doing <laughs> like what's a pod- podcast like, i i don't understand like how is he possibly going to make a living doing this uh but to her credit she lied to my face <laughs> throughout that whole process um and just like said you know like she she did believe in me like mm-hmm. she knew that i mean i made a documentary there was other yeah, stuff that yeah. i did that worked out that she she kind of knew like it may not work out but i know that he has to do this and he'll regret it if he doesn't mm. and so uh, you moved here recently only a few months ago the mm. the week that you're moving in you're struggling to breathe you're having all these fucking weird issues you think that you've got allergies in the house what was what was that time like yeah that was uh yeah that was a fun time it was a, a lot of anxiety it was I the did, fucking charcoal paint it was the charcoal paint <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly i shouldn't have painted it um that mean just I, it's something I've never experienced before. Mm-hmm. Certainly, uh, what I ended up finding out was a lot of anxiety. I, I was diagnosed by a doctor because, like, she was suspicious when I came in, and I was like, "I think I have anxiety, mm-hmm. like generalized anxiety disorder." Thought you wanted meds or something? Like, what? What's the ones that everyone goes Xanax. on? Xanax. Xanax. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's the one that like really gets you real fucking focused. Ritalin. Ritalin. Mm-hmm. Adderall. Yeah, Adderall. that's the opposite. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the, that's the, that's yeah. for people who don't have focus now who are so anxious. But yeah, like, imagine how many videos you could do. That. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've I've taken Adderall before uh-huh. uh, and it's yeah it's crazy and it's like but you get so dependent so quick mm-hmm. it's just not mm-hmm. it's not worth so it so you went all. to the doctor what were they skeptical of uh, she is just I think a very inquisitive and like she just asks a lot of questions especially when a patient comes in and says mm-hmm. I think I know what's wrong with me right yeah, like yeah, yeah. she just Google wants to make doctor right here yeah 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 so she wants to just make sure and then she's just kind of checking me out and uh, doing the whole test and everything going through and she's like I think you have a sinus infection it could be coming from that and then she's like checking my ankles and she's like she's like oh yeah 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 you you definitely have anxiety because really? <laughs> my, ankle. my ankles were sweating and like she just noticed that as, I mean I got long it, socks on right yeah. so I was in a room and like I was feeling anxiety mm-hmm. in that room like it doesn't happen all the mm-hmm. time but in that moment I just felt like also she had an assistant there yeah. and the truth is that I, I was like am I gonna have to like pull my pants down <laughs> in front of this lady right because like when you go to the doctors a lot of times they yeah, like, have like to, I've got anxiety let's see your dick <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah let's see your dick what and doctor then, are you going she, yeah. same place he's getting his massages yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a long story that's a long we're story. gonna get to that <laughs> no we like to just yeah, leave it out no, so there's no so, context so you, she says yeah definitely got anxiety then what's the next step? Um, well, she said, definitely I have uh, anxiety. She said, like, if you want, like, I can prescribe you some some medication for mm-hmm. it. But, like, I truly didn't think it was that bad. Mm-hmm. It had it was pretty bad at one point, but this was a couple months after I had been, mm-hmm. or maybe a month or so after I had had it. And panic attacks or what sort of thing? Not panic attacks. Uh, I wouldn't say panic attacks. Maybe anxiety attacks. Like maybe like definitely like very intense um, overwhelm. Mm. Like I I legit have to just lie down on the ground. Mm -hmm. Mm. Were you shopping for food? I mean, moving house is fucking stressful as it is. Yeah, is it it connected to a thing that's going on, some change? I think so because we had three weeks of travel. Mm -hmm. I think two is that uh, as well as that like I was very focused on work at the time and then just completely removed me from my work for three weeks. For a lot of people that might seem like a great thing, but especially when you're completely absorbed into your work it can be tough to take breaks for that long yeah. and then the longer you're away the more anxious you get of being like oh my god I gotta come back to this and then like you don't really feel as motivated anymore you gotta restart everything but then right when we came back two days after we got back we had to move apartments and then I had to get the studio set up so then I'm anxious about like getting all the furniture and get everything set up in this place and then I think it was and also like did we make a mistake in, in moving into this apartment 
is this like the apartment had just been refurbished so i thought that and you could smell some kind of chemical in mm-hmm. the apartment and i was like am i allergic to the apartment because right when i walked in i felt dizzy i felt like i was losing my footing mm-hmm. i felt like very real physical symptoms wow. and symptoms in a way that you're like this is not anxiety and we've had mates who have had that who haven't been able to fucking live at their like new apartment because yeah. of that sort of shit it's exactly yeah 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 so yeah like so i'm like is this a real is this something that's all in my head mm-hmm. and then when it kind of went away the next day and like back and mm-hmm. forth it was like a battle for the first couple of weeks like you 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 the, the mind-blowing thing was to think oh my god all this is just happening in my head yeah. and then you're like am i losing my mind mm-hmm. like this is all in my head the fact that your mind can do that and uh, so how do you deal crazy. with it from a relationship point of view like if you're sort of flipping out do you just do you have the awareness to say hey nat like i'm not feeling good so i'm going to be like seem stressed at the moment or like how, how do you deal with it? Yeah. I think that there probably can be a tendency to feel a bit of shame around mm-hmm. it and feel like you're, it's a weakness and yeah. not want to bring it up to your partner mm-hmm. and not want to talk about it. Um, and like, and, and certainly I personally don't want to talk about it every single time that I get it. Like mm-hmm. one, I don't think it helps all the time. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it would be annoying if literally every time I felt a little bit anxious, I yeah, told it her. It becomes an yeah. identity, like it becomes part of your identity, right? And like then you we, believe it more. Yeah. The story you tell yourself is yeah. that I'm mm-hmm. this person with anxiety. Mm-hmm. But I will say that obviously early on, having conversations with Nat, talking about my anxiety, just be like letting her know I, this is how I feel mm-hmm. helped me out a lot. It helped me to relax. She helped to reassure me that she was there and mm-hmm. that like, you know, she's like, I, I, you know, I truly don't think you're allergic to the apartment. Yeah. Uh, I think that this is anxiety, but you know, we can go to, you should go to a doctor mm-hmm. and then we'll get it checked out. And um, so she was super supportive. And I think having the support of your partner is mm-hmm. essential. That's so nice. Was this something that you think you had or you experienced earlier on it's just the two million subscribers (laughs) (laughs) it's funny i mean i I really don't think like it's related to uh my subscriber count but what the whiteboard says (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh but i would say like uh i'd never experienced anxiety like that um so who knows maybe it did have something to do but a version like you said uh, i don't bring it up every time i experience it what about you when experiencing you, yeah, when you have ninety odd thousand dollars worth of debt, you know, student loans. Yeah, no, and not that I can remember. Not that's, like that. That's just normal in America, isn't it? Yeah, that's normal. <laughs> yeah. That's par for the course. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I definitely don't think that I, I felt too. Uh, I, I didn't feel very anxious mm-hmm. very early on. I think it's like something. It probably developed largely from like dating anxieties. Mm-hmm. Like I had a stint of five years where I didn't mm-hmm. go on any dates. I didn't go out and meet anybody, and then that built up to be like. Uh, really intense sh- social anxiety which was I think the first time I really felt it where I'm like holy shit like I'm mm-hmm. like shaking in the shower yeah, right yeah. now about this date I'm gonna go on in like an hour and I'm like there's well, you're gonna go out and like have a coffee with somebody mm-hmm. you're not going to war yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like I remember that. you telling me that and then you went and it was all good yep and then it was fine and I felt invincible after it sounds yeah, silly yeah, but it was yeah, like yeah. I was like, oh, like and I think that's something that everybody can like learn from is that if you push yourself to do these things that are uncomfortable it's not as scary as you think mm-hmm. and then if you just keep exposing yourself to it over and over again eventually it becomes so small and insignificant do you have mechanisms when you're at a party to sort of alleviate social anxiety I don't get too socially anxious mm-hmm. uh, in, in like parties and groups and stuff um but I think it was mostly just a dating thing. Mm-hmm. I think it was just pressure I was putting on myself from a dating perspective. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about this uh, massage <laughs> incident? Yeah. So, 
All right. The the other day, Nat and I had just gotten back from a little bit of a, a trip, and mm-hmm. then I told her like I want to uh, get a massage, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I'll find a place for you." And then she found a place, and I want to say, um, I don't want to say the name of the place, mm-hmm. but let's just say it was Happy Massage. <laughs> it wasn't called Happy <laughs> yeah. Massage. Smiley Massage. Smi- yeah. Like, yeah, let's yeah. say yeah. Happy you Massage. Walk out smiling. Yeah. So then I just, uh, she said that, and then, so then I Googled it, and mm-hmm. I wrote in Happy Massage. She said, it's really great, highly reviewed, 130 ratings, all mm-hmm. like four and a half star. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is perfect. So then I, I Google it, and then I copy and paste the address into my phone. Uh, I see that it's four minutes away. What sort of massage were you after? Uh, hand job. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, uh, I was just looking for, uh, I think just more like a sports massage, deep tissue, yeah. just trying to like work out the kinks and, uh, what's a sports hand job? I want sports hand- <laughs> yeah. They do it wearing a baseball glove. Yeah. 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 It's right next to the, the ER. You have to go to the hospital afterwards. Yeah. And I, uh, so I, I, I go to this place and then like, I'm looking at the outside of like, this is a story of how everything is adding up in the wrong way and you <laughs> yeah, still yeah, continue yeah. forward. <laughs> so then I get to the place and I'm like, I thought it was actually in this other part of town, but I'm like, all right, I guess this is it. And then I get to the front. And I'm like, this doesn't look like the photos that they had online. And I'm pretty sure the name was a little bit different, but it's, it's got the same part of the name in it. Right. It was mm-hmm. still like happy yeah. massage one or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, I walk in and then there's a lady at the counter and I was like, uh, massage for one hour. And then didn't recognize her voice. I was like, that's mm-hmm. not the voice that I spoke to on the phone mm-hmm. when I booked in the massage. I was like, ah, oh, whatever. And then she said, come in the back. And uh, then I go in the back and then it's very brightly lit. It's hard to get a yeah. read on like a lot of these like affordable Thai mm-hmm. massage places. It's it's film they're all kind of, they're all kind of like cheap and dingy yeah. and, 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 and a little bit yeah. weird. Like they're not, they're not like high end. Mm-hmm. Right. And I wasn't. I'm more comfortable at like shopping malls. Like right. Going to a mall. Oh, where you're fully clothed with your face in the yeah. No, chair. not even not in the middle, but ones that have have paid the least mm. to be in the mall because okay. you got to think like yeah. your Westfields and stuff. I heard checking. they're all. I heard in Australia there's a lot of those that are like um, laundering money. I could see that. Anyway, yeah, Breaking anyway, Bad style. Yeah. Um, so then, so the next thing was um, she's. She, this was the big, big indicator where after this happened, I was like, remember everything. Okay. It was like Liam Neeson and Taken. It was like, remember every detail of this room yeah, because yeah, you're going to yeah. have to tell this story later. And she asked me uh, to pay up front. <laughs> so oh. that's never happened to me in a massage. Did you have cash is, on you? Yes. But I don't know if you, of course I had. I mean, I pay mean, we, credit I card. Okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So she asked me to pay credit card up front. Okay, card. And like that. That only happens with like fast food and yeah. uh, happy endings <laughs> and like prostitutes, right? Why happy endings. Though? It's a, prosti- it's a prostitute thing. Have, like, like, the energy <laughs> to pay. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, mo- like ever yeah. watch a movie with prostitutes always make you pay up front because. I love that you're like, mm. you know, the movies. Yeah, of know, course. Movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fake movies that aren't real that I've never experienced in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you would pay up front because then after like the guy is yeah. finished, there's no shame in having to go. He wouldn't even, like, maybe he just wouldn't pay. Like you, you've already yeah, given yeah. them the services, but I'm not going to pay. I'm just going to get out of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she made me pay up front, and that's when I'm starting to get suspicious. And then, like, all the clothes off. Yeah, all the- By the way, Nat thought that this was so weird, and my sister was, like, making fun of me. Like, I go all clothes off in For a massage. Every massage? I mean, I ask them. I say, like, clothes off, off or on? Like, yeah. do you want me to keep my trunks on? And they're mm-hmm. like, whatever you're comfortable with. And I'm comfortable so naked. Go, yeah. So I just went full naked. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you do that. I mean, no. Definitely you not. Go, I, I, the last, <laughs> I'm finding that I'm the only jeans. one that does this. I wear jeans. <laughs> no, you don't. You liar. No, no. Under, underwear. 
It depends if yeah. you... Yeah, I don't think I've ever done full nude. <laughs> no, why? Well, I, I went to it. The last massage I had, I hated it. It was like a bamboo massage. And they... Um, I was like staying at this place over the, the weekend and I'd eaten heaps of bread the day before. And this bamboo massage is like a rolling pin. I felt mm. like a piece of fucking dough that they were oh just... Oh my God, dude. Out. It was horrendous. That's rough. So anyway, so you're, li- you're lying nude. down, you're fully nude. Fully naked, because that's the way I get massaged. Are you, si- <laughs> and are you facing up or down? Uh, definitely facing down to start, but... Is it she's, Yeah, that's the thing, right? Where I'm like, normally it's like... Like if you go to a nice place, mm-hmm. it's usually a really thick blanket that yeah, they put yeah, over top yeah. of you and then you just pull it on top mm-hmm. and it literally covers your entire body up to like your neck. Um, and then they would just kind of move it around depending yes. on where they're massaging. But then she's, it was like a handkerchief. <laughs> I was like, uh, this is supposed to cover my whole body. And it, I mean, really realistically, it was like a medium sized towel like that. But it's so small, it was just covering my butt. And then when she came in, she did this move. She like lifted up the towel and then put it back down. And so I was like, she just saw my butt. She just saw my butt. And I'm like, she's just way too comfortable with this thing. And like, again, super brightly lit yeah. in the place. And then um, she starts like massaging me does like a normal massage a um, couple other things that I, like are signs is like why is the brightly lit thing a sign um, generally like a, a massage place will have dim lights yeah, but what, so, but bright lights or? is like you're at the doctor's office or somebody's giving you a hand job <laughs> but is that a hand job thing you want it to be bright I don't know I really don't know. I just think that it's like they weren't worth I think the thing is they that they, are, they don't care about the mood yeah, 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 <laughs> right sure. they're all about utility yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, it's not okay, about the yeah. massage yeah so then I think the next thing that I noticed that was... That could be a niche, by the way. What about... Beautiful. Like, beautiful yeah, yeah, yeah. lighting for hand jobs. Big tails. Like, Big you tails. have like You have somebody that comes in and gives a massage, yeah. and then you have the finisher that comes <laughs> in. Finisher. Like, actually a qualified... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's his, his slogan again? <laughs> no, 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 don't say that. Not, um, not on this episode. Yeah, not on this episode. He's mum will ruin his life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, you just so cut that off real quick. Fully lit. But, okay, so then the next thing is that, like... And this happens, right, and sometimes in massages, but she's, like, massaging my back, and... And her boobs keep like touching my head and like okay. like resting on my head. Her thighs are touching my hands. What was she wearing? <laughs> she was just wearing like yoga pants. Okay, and so that wasn't sus. Because I no no it wasn't suspect. She wasn't wearing like sexy lingerie okay. or anything. No, but then uh, so then like, she's kind of like touching me in ways that like happens in massages, but it felt kind of intentional. Uh-huh. She started then she um she massaged my bare butt. <laughs> Like she would come down in the massage and then massage my butt a little bit. But that's not the first time that's happened. I've had like some Chinese massages in um, Brooklyn that would do mm-hmm. the same thing and sure. nobody ever offered a hand oh, job. The glutes afterwards. are there. Yeah. yeah. So you I mean, sometimes she, need to Actually, them. that was another one too. She focused a lot of time on my, my butt yeah. and like rubbing my crotch into the ground and that was okay, super uncomfortable. Sure. Uh-huh. And then it's like, it's a me too movement for sure. <laughs> and then I'm Is like... any of this moment you like, it's sort of like... It's wrong, but it sort of feels like it feels good <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because she's giving you a massage, yeah. but then you're also like, this is like, a, this is getting kind of weird. But then I'm like, let's just yeah. see where it goes. <laughs> and then, um, then she ends up having me turn over. And then when I turn over, she just lifts up the blanket. Okay, <laughs> she lifts sure. up the towel. Okay. I'm like, okay, she just saw me. Okay. She just saw all uh-huh. of me. And then they put the towel back. She puts the towel back on me. And she's, <laughs> just that, yeah, that she did the move. She did the move again. Air. And I'm like, yeah. that's not appropriate. Yeah. The move is like you turn away, <laughs> lift up, and then they roll, and then you put it down. And then um, she starts massaging like my legs. And uh, pretty much that, that's it. I think she's just massaging my legs. And then the one move that she did where 
This is when I was sure, right? <laughs> she grabbed my hand. It sounds like a completely stressful experience. Uh, dude, <laughs> you have no idea how I was feeling on the inside. I was so stressed well, out. How in your head are yeah. you? Like I'm, I'm dialoguing your head. Your ankles Talk are about anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was so stressed out, like nervous, yeah. like legitimately nervous. I'm like, what is going on? Like my mouth is starting to sweat because mm. I was just really excited about the your hand mouth. job. <laughs> <laughs> no. So then um, she, she grabs my hand and she throws it at her butt. And I'm like, whoa! Like she basically like if like this, she took it and she went like that, really? and like threw it at my butt or at her butt. And then I just like let gravity take over and I just let it drop <laughs> down to the ground. I was like, what? And then do you reckon that's a move? Yeah, that's a move, right? It's to have me grab her butt. And then mm. she did it twice. And, so and the second time, I said, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, okay, sure. No, thank you. And it's like, so that like, was you know, the sign to like if you touched her butt then she would know that it's all clear for the happy ending i think so yeah yeah i think mm. she was just trying to get a gauge she didn't want to take that extra step sure. she wanted to Do make... you have to leave a tip you pay up front <laughs> so up including front. tip i have no idea because i didn't okay. i didn't get a hand job okay, sure. so, yeah. so you no thank you and uh, is, this, is that gonna be the name of this episode <laughs> but how so Tips how many minutes left of the session do you have at that point where she's throwing a hand um, how many minutes left? Yeah, like is it? Oh, like the there was supposed was to be thirty minutes left of the massage. Oh, really? it, it ended early, um, but she. Oh, it sounded like you said it ended early. <laughs> early, it ended early. That's the American accent. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So she she threw it, and then I said no, thank you, and uh, I just realized then that like. I when I'm being sexually assaulted, I'm incredibly polite. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. I'm good. I'm okay. And because so, I, I felt bad, right? I felt bad that I was like rejecting yeah, her absolutely. in a weird way. All of a sudden, it turns into that dating anxiety. Like, yes, <laughs> it comes out. And what what was the conversation with her once you fin- once it all? She didn't speak uh, very good English. I don't want to say finished one. because it's yeah. uh, the massage concluded. Well, yeah. then like after the butt things, and I said no, thank you. Then she started talking about my muscles, and she's What'd like, she she's like, oh, you're big and strong. You big and strong yeah, yeah. and like, she's not wrong <laughs> I mean that's, that was me yeah, yeah yeah I mean, I mean she's right so <laughs> but she's a big strong big strong and I'm like that's weird but like my doctor actually did the same thing like, she's like, weird. She's like wow ooh, look at you wow you're working out and then I'm like okay I mean it's I don't know like, Do you, is the doctor in the same building <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's actually the same person um, so then yeah so then I she just did, love that the doctor was like almost hitting on you yeah. with that was the same time I was anxious too and it was like with the other person in the room Maybe it's like, and yeah. she's like touching my abs she's like oh positive wow affirmation. you work out give this guy some positive nice. affirmation I mean, it's a very Los Angeles thing it's nice it only works women saying that to men yeah, for yeah, sure yeah, 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 which sure. I mean for obvious reasons uh-huh. but there was uh, someone watching there was the assistant in yeah, the doctor's and room. I was also thinking like when is she going to tell me to take off my pants yeah, so I'm yeah. just like I'm super nervous as it is <laughs> honestly like this is what my brother said after I told him this whole experience he's like every massage I've ever gotten I've always thought they were going to give me a hand job <laughs> <laughs> like just wait okay when are they going to do it like, <laughs> of course they're gonna go for yeah, it like how does it actually happen you wonder about how those things come and about. then it, i mean I, I figured it out firsthand yeah. and firsthand <laughs> <laughs> so then she um the next step is the final straw she starts tickling me <laughs> which felt great <laughs> like she, she yeah it actually because it's like it's like it felt like really good but then yeah, also yeah, I, yeah. equally uncomfortable <laughs> and equally like okay what the fuck is happening right now she's tickling my stomach and then i just and, and then she's like she got within like a foot of my face. She's like, huh? 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 And then I'm like, she's like, first time massage? And I'm like, uh, yeah. And she's like, done? And I'm like, uh, yeah. 
And I think she thought at that moment that I already came. Because <laughs> she starts laughing. And then she's in the hallway. Oh, <laughs> and then she start, she's in the hallway laughing. <laughs> and then I'm like, I got up and like I, I got dressed. It like, you know, just felt violated. And then I legitimately had to like w- walk around the block. I had to oh, walk it off. I did, was like, you, did you worry that someone was filming or like this was a setup? Or yeah. yeah, I mean like, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Why is it well lit? Is this thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. What are these cameras room? doing here? And then, uh, so I walked around the block and then I got on the phone and I called Nat and she was just dying laughing as I retold the whole story. <laughs> and then we ended up finding out that when I Googled the name, like Google automatically pops up the th- the place mm-hmm. they think you're talking about, and it was the wrong place, and oh. I didn't know it, so I copied and p- pasted the wrong spot. Because that's why in my head I'm like, they have 130 good reviews. Like, did they just fake <laughs> all these reviews? It turns out it was the oh, wrong place. Star, baby. Yeah, uh, that was my first time. Uh, yeah, at a and happy ending time? massage place. And last time. I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> so stressful. Yeah, I wonder if there's if from the outside how you can tell. You can tell. <laughs> was there any red lights? But you could tell, but then, yeah, like, not, yeah, I guess, like, there were some red lights, but, like, you could tell it was super hole in the wall. Uh-huh. Like, I've been to some, like, Thai places, and sure. they, like, they don't look that suspicious. Mm. So you think shitty ones. But it was the more reviews. For happy endings. I think so. Did the no, reviews point to happy endings? At the actual place, it did. Yeah, like okay. it, like when because I, I didn't look at the actual place, I was looking at the wrong place. Uh, were they yes. reviewed favorably or not? So, so people like it was I was mixed really, reviews. Yeah, <laughs> somebody because like some people said like this is not a massage place. They do things that I can't even speak of. <laughs> but I'm like, but, but I went with it. But I'm like, what if Nat and I went in together? What yeah, if Nat true. went? Like, uh-huh. what would they do? Is it um? Elite? And also, oh my god, the, the one of the funniest parts about it was like that I heard at least from my. It's probably not as funny to retell it, but my experience of being in it. Somebody like the bell rings and somebody walks in like 30 minutes in, right? Yeah. And then she lets him into a room and she's like, It's a bro. Like the dude's yeah. like, Hey, what's up, Tina? How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> Good to see you again. And then like she takes him into another room where he's gonna wait. And I'm like, yeah. I've got 30 minutes left. Yeah. He's waiting for 30 minutes. Oh my god, she's gonna give me a hand job. <laughs> so it was that but like the whole time in your head, you're like, There's no way this is real. Mm-hmm. Actually, Malcolm Gladwell has a new book called Talking with Strangers mm-hmm. that's kind of about this whole thing where yeah. like how you when you start to f- yeah, how yeah. we misinterpret each mm-hmm. other and how you really understand whether somebody's lying or telling the truth and mm-hmm. what somebody's true intentions are. Mm-hmm. And like people get very far along in those predicaments where they like give the other person the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. because you don't want to make them look silly or True. foolish. Oh, yeah. we, hope, we hope people are doing the right thing. Is the what's the law in LA? Uh, no, you're not allowed to do so that. It's illegal. Yeah, it's illegal in LA to yeah. do that. Yeah, and to receive it as well. Yeah, I think yeah. oh, really? so. You would have gotten done. Yeah, imagine if that imagine that so happened. Right. Yeah. <laughs> No like that was the sting operation. <laughs> and I see, I see you lead with like you posted it on your Instagram. Is there something like sharing footing it? Yeah, front footing this. <laughs> if someone's on a long way, Tina, so, 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 yeah. Tina does an Instagram post about <laughs> Dear Bella. <laughs> Yeah, real quick. Yeah, yeah. A new client. (laughs) (laughs) Like easiest client so far. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Um, Yeah. No, it was. uh, It was a whole mess. It was a mess. uh, Can we have the address, young Mister (laughs) Ninety (laughs) Seven? First time. It's close by. It's close by here. Uh, We've been live streaming. I thought for the last few minutes we could. Read out some of the things people are asking. Well, yeah, cool. um, we've we've hit the sixty minute limit, so it's turned off. Oh, really? Okay, okay. I've screened. I've got a few messages. Okay, oh, good. Yeah, good Doctor K says, "Wow, my favorite podcast is all in one place." Amazing, Doctor K. Matt's biceps look smaller <laughs> sitting in between the Aussie boys. <laughs> there we go. That's all right. That's okay. <laughs> That's Doesn't hurt my ego at all. <laughs> uh, there goes the enemy anyway. 
It Gelf, I T G E L F. Yeah. It Gelf, maybe. Matt, when do you take a shower? Before bed or in the morning? It's oh, a great question. Yeah, great uh, question. It, it's usually, it's always after a workout. Mm-hmm. So, and I'll usually work out probably about five days a week or so. Um, lately, since uh, I've got an office now, I've got an editor that just started. We will go for, a, I'll probably go for a workout in the morning around six o'clock and then shower right afterwards. But mm. I definitely, I, I usually don't shower at night unless mm. I've had like a really long day and mm. it's almost like a therapeutic, yeah. relaxing you, shower. you've been to a massage parlor yeah. that <laughs> and, and you and needed you, to get that bloody, super dirty. Dude, off Actually, I do remember that shower certain afterwards. Sm- has it got a certain smell, the massage oil they used? Mm, no. no. It's got a taste though. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Mr. 97 showers twice a day. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, he still that, lives that, that, that evening, one, that, that on that evening that. one goes for like 30 minutes. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. I'm just thinking in there. I'm yeah. just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> just use it as a thinking place. Yeah, I think, yeah, no, I mean, I, I like it. I think that, um, and I've definitely had two showers in a day before. Sometimes if I'm like, <laughs> not very minimalist, uh, but like sometimes in the morning, if I'm going to be filming that day, I'll take a shower because I need to clean up and yeah. like have like my hair not looking like I have bedhead. Yeah. And then I'll work out and then have to shower after that. So sometimes mm-hmm. I will. Great. Yeah. Gus also asked, how has stand-up impacted your uh, YouTube career? Oh, let's stand- I did a little stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, one, that's like just that thing of uh, embracing discomfort and putting yourself in a place where you're just absolutely terrified. Mm-hmm. Uh, like getting up on stage and trying to make strangers laugh is, mm-hmm. I think, one of the most vulnerable things that you can do. And one of the most uh, like gut wrenching reality checks like right away like if if you bomb on stage which i have many times um you kind of like your ego just disappears Mm. because you're like oh i suck (laughs) and i have a long way to go and so starting a youtube channel compared to getting on stage and telling jokes is so fucking easy Mm. you know what i mean i think when you do something like that it kind of puts it in perspective you should do 30 days of stand-up no way stand up up a day for 30 days so good no way i don't think i have it anymore i don't that's what would make it fun (laughs) (laughs) right maybe i'll think about it if you're super fucking funny the whole time at some point point. no i know but 30 days dude is 30 days of open mics yeah 30 days I don't it like you might see a little bit of progress for sure mm-hmm. but like <clears throat> it's over the long run <laughs> yeah it's over the long run dude like mm-hmm. I know people that do stand up they go like sometimes they do multiple shows a night like mm-hmm. in New York like three shows a night they'll be five to seven days a week just doing stand up and they've been doing it for years and um, it, it just takes a very long time to, mm-hmm. to develop that skill. Yeah, it's and a I just, it's, Yeah, it's a full commitment. Yeah. And it's like 24-7, you're always thinking about jokes. Yeah. You have that filter on everything in life. And it's kind of like you guys probably, with with your filter with, your, yeah, but with your podcast, yeah, yeah, right? It's yeah. like, well, that's an interesting bit. Mm-hmm. That's something that I could talk yeah. about. And you know when you're scraping the bottom of the barrel, we end up talking about food. Yeah. Like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. I, I ordered sweet potato. Did you know they've got more calories than the other potato? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, nah, that's bullshit. Is yeah. that true? Sweet wow. Po- yeah. Jeez. That's interesting. So yeah. <laughs> you know, that's yeah, it's a daily talk show. Matt Devella, thank you. We're going to be on your YouTube channel the 19th of November. Yeah. Which will which be fun. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be amazing. Date, so it's going to be great. Yeah. 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 Swap it around. Can't back out now. Nah. <laughs> Shit. The daily talk show. If you've enjoyed the show, feel free to Instagram. Please share on Insta stories. Tag up Devella. Tag up us. Uh, also, Apple Podcast reviews are appreciated. Hi at thedailytalkshow.com is the email address if you want to send us an email. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow, guys. See you guys. Bye, guys.